The show's about to start. Are you ready? Welcome to oh, this is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joe, who was back on the practice field today. I'm very excited about that. Let's get to that here in a minute. Now, if you found the show, do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,119 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, when I get to 10,000 subscribers, I will be giving away a jersey of some kind. So if you want to have a chance to win a jersey, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell them to subscribe to Sports with Strawberry Ice on YouTube. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, as I said at the beginning of the show, Jackpot Joey was back on the field. I'm very excited about that. And I just want to get this quickly out of the way. The Reds are playing tonight, and the mad scientist is back at it. Uh, he has Gino leading off. I don't know why. I guess he wants to get him more fastballs. We'll see. Hopefully it works. But that's enough about the Reds today. Let's get to our guest today. And he's pretty new to the, I guess, the area or I guess for uh, he's new to, to writing for the uh, last word on the NFL. But I'll just bring him in and let him tell his own story. It's Drew Garrison. Drew, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. So tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself and where they can find you and, and what you're writing about and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, my little at down there in the corner, at Drew underscore LRT. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I write for Last Word on Sports. As you had mentioned coming in, I have a uh, sports podcast we do called Locker Room Talk Uncut. It is um, viewer discretion advised. We kind of get a little <laughs> wild in there at times. Um, yeah, I've been writing for uh, Last Word for just a couple weeks here, actually. They just brought me on back on the 12th. So covering the team, trying to keep my ear to the ground. I, I try to be uh, – I, I try to say I'm a voice for the fans. So I try to, try to keep it as – 
as real as I can possibly leave it without being too negative because I have gotten a quite a bit of a reputation for being a fan. <laughs> well, I'm, trying to reel, I'm trying to reel it in, man. I'm trying to see a new vision. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of hard the last couple of years not to be negative. Now, I'm the exact opposite. I, everybody says I always see everything with the uh, orange-colored sunglasses on, which I actually have a pair of those. Uh, so I'm always trying to be optimistic. Yeah, exactly. But I'm trying to be optimistic. But there's no reason to, to not be optimistic today because Jackpot Joey Burrow was actually on the field with OTAs. I didn't see that coming. I I – I thought maybe we'd see him like on the bike, like how he started out. I didn't think right. we'd see him like actually throw. And I was, I was, that was a pleasant surprise. I'm, I'm with you, dude. I, I mean, I kept telling my, my co host, uh, who's usually on here with me, Jeremy, that Joe is going to be back game one. I thought, you know, he might be ready by then, but I didn't think he'd be doing this now. <laughs> and that that's is the greatest, picture. that's the greatest picture I've ever seen in my life. AFC North, <laughs> are you scared yet? Because <laughs> we got, we got Joe to chase, and they are going to dominate the AFC I was North. against that pick, I got to tell you. Were you? I, I wanted Sewell. You, I was a team Sewell guy. I was team I was. chase. Well, I was team chase all the way and since, well, when they got uh, Riley Reef. Once they got Riley Reef, then I'm like, all right, let's go get let's go get Chase because Chase, I've said this on my podcast lots of times, I, he's a game changer, and he can also help protect by spreading the offense out. I mean, we I had um, I think Matt Michigan on here from a uh, Orange uh, or a uh, Cincy Jungle, yeah. And he's talking about the Bengals can go five wide with Mixon out there, or or one of the, well not Geo now, but Chris Evans or one of the other running backs or something. I mean, five wide is that's gonna be hard to stop. Even when we have just the three guys, three wide, it's gonna be hard to stop. Who are they going to double team? So to me, that's why I'm like I, I think getting Chase was a protection for for Burrow just as much as if we got Sewell. I don't think just as much. I think Sewell's probably going to be a, a, an all-pro, Pro Bowl-type guy. But I, I do see what you mean because we, we saw the numbers. I think 43% of Burroughs' sacks last year were were qualified as uh, coverage sacks. So, And that's because we had a lot of receivers that couldn't separate. I mean, unfortunately, right. A.J. was a shell of the A.J. that we've seen yeah. for the last you know 10 years. Um, so I, I can see that, but I, I moved on. Like I, like I yeah. said on my tour, well, I was like, look, I banged the table. I banged right. the table. I banged the table. They mm-hmm. didn't do it. But they're my team. I got to ride with them. So right. I'm moving on. I hope Jamar Chase is the best receiver we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I said, too. I said, look, I said, I want Chase. If they take Sewell, I'll be fine with it. I mean, either way, yeah. we were going to get a great player. Either way, they went. So they got Chase. So we're, we're moving on. We we got – and this, this is the part I really like. We got every single player that is that is able to put a Bengals uniform on was at the first OTAs. That I love that. I know, you, and that's one thing Joe said that they talked about in their Zoom meetings where that that's what they wanted to do. And Joe even said, he goes, you know, even if I couldn't have thrown or or, or whatever, to he goes, I was still going to be here. To me, sure. that is what I think the culture change that Zach has been talking about and trying to trying to get here. And we might be actually be uh, starting to see it now. I gotta give I gotta give Zach credit for that because I've I've also not been a big Zach guy. Um, I've been pretty. <laughs> pretty boisterous against him, but I do have right. to give him credit for that. He, he had, I mean, I, cause I had, I had saw kind of the list of who were there. I was, I was following along with the reporters right. on Twitter right. and I saw that, you know, Higgins was there Mixon was there. Boyd was there. And I'm like, Hey, you know, these guys don't have to be here. And I said, you know, I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. And then I, I saw it from Lindsay Patterson. She followed yeah. up and she said, every Bengals player was at OTAs today. Yes. And I just, I was blown away by that because We've heard all offseason about everybody saying how they, you know, these players don't want to go to go to OTAs. No. They don't think they should. So 
and that's that's not an issue for us. So I think that's no. great. Not that not that OTAs matter all that much in the grand scheme of things, but well, at the end of the day, man, it, it builds the culture, it right. builds the timing, it builds the rapport and everything that you need going forward. So I was incredibly excited to see that. I didn't expect that. Yeah, and especially since they couldn't do any of that last year. There was right. none, you know. So uh, this is, you know, to to me that that helps even more, especially with all the the new guys we got like Zach said in his press conference, you know, Riley Reef got to hear the cadence from from Joe for the first time, and and, and yeah. the, these things are are things that they get to work on. That last year, if all these guys came in, they wouldn't be able to work on. Like Joe got asked, you know, if him and uh, Jamar actually him and Jamar stayed afterwards and uh, did some uh, uh, some extra route running, and Joe they asked Joe, you know, was it you know just like old times? He goes, ah, we had to kick the rust off a little bit, but after that, it was just like old times. So I'm like, that is awesome. That's so I'm, great. yeah, like, uh, Jamie said here the uh, it's the burrow effect exactly. I and I, I it's, could be, I, and the thing is, somebody tweeted this out. I can't I can't remember who it was. Maybe maybe you saw it too. But in in future, there's going to be guys that want to come to Cincinnati because of Joe Burrow, and that's something we've never had. Yeah, absolutely. Now we we know that they they've got to get the right uh, contract and the right paycheck for that too. Right, 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 exactly. Uh, Oh, I see Anthony Kazenza. Yeah, he's, Anthony, he's a great dude from Cincy Jungle. What's up, Anthony? What's going on, man? Yeah, he had a uh, Bengal Jim on his show earlier today, so I was, I was watching. They kept talking. I'm like, you guys gotta get off the air because I'm about to come on. <laughs> man, I, I'm fairly new to like Bengals Twitter, man. Like, I I really kind of got into this. It was back in like the December area because I I had the the Joe Tooney situation where I was talking to like his family members, right, right, about him because he, he wanted to come to Cincinnati. They lowballed him. Yes, is what she's is what. My right. sister said, "Yeah, but eighty um, so, million dollars for a guard—that's a hell of a lot of money." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so, but like, I'm new to this, so like, I'm kind of not meeting, but I'm talking to these people on right. online. You know, like Anthony's. You know, I've been reading Cincy Jungle for a decade plus, so like right. that was cool. So like, you get introduced to people, and it, I, I just had to like. I also had to realize, like, I don't have to respond to everybody that's right. in my mentions. Oh yeah, try, that's try, where try, that's where they'll get you. Right. Yeah, that, that's where it gets kind of hard sometimes. Right? Some people mention stuff, and I'm like. Well, sometimes I don't even know how to respond. I'm like, I'll just like, like it. Like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. I've learned, man, muting instead of blocking is the way to go. Muting yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't had a block anybody yet. So, but well, there's, there's always a first. Um, but the, the, just get to Bengals Twitter. To me, Bengals Twitter is, is a community and it's more of a, like a family almost. So we're all in this together trying to rep our, our team. And I think we're all trying to change the national narrative about, you know, what a organization we had. And that also goes to, to what Bengal Jim has going on here. And I like to post this every show I get is the jungle to the hall to try to get Ken Riley and Ken Anderson into the hall of fame. And if you guys have not registered, I please recommend you to go register and go to this and go to Bengal Jim's Twitter or his Facebook page. He's got all right there. Go register, find out, you know, so he knows how many people are coming. Uh, we get a tour of uh, Madison, uh, 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 high school where, where Paul Brown coached. They got statues of that. We get a tour of the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's got hotels lined up. There's a bar, and a restaurant, a brewery afterwards, and that's all wrapped around the rally that is the most important thing that's happening that day. We have from one o'clock to three o'clock for Ken Riley and Ken Anderson. I mean, Willie Anderson's supposed to be there. I think he said uh, Anthony Munoz is going to be there. So I mean, there's going to be a ton of people there, and to me, that's what this whole thing is about this big wave of Bengal Twitterdom. You know, we're trying to get yeah. the narrative out there that we, we don't, we're not, we're not terrible. We're, we're actually a pretty good organization. We've All had, right. yeah, we've had good players. No, we haven't won a Super Bowl. No, we haven't won a playoff game in a while, but trust me, 
it's coming. <laughs> it is definitely coming, and I'm very optimistic that that's going to happen. I, I some some of Bengals Twitter doesn't like me, man, and it's okay. <laughs> but I, because there have been a couple times where I um I've said that there were things that Joe Burrow could do better, and people don't like it. But I, I just think that you know sometimes I, I I call it how I see it, and people don't like it. So sometimes it gets yeah. a little bit rough on there. But <laughs> I just say, hey, this is just well, my opinion. We're all good. Well, I I had somebody go like I I uh I said I'm a season ticket holder, and I um I vote I got the vote. So I, I put out there voted for Ken Riley and Ken Anderson. And they're like, well, you didn't vote for Willie? I'm like, all right, now my, my opinion of this, Willie should be in the ring of, hall, uh, ring of honor, which he will be. You only get two votes, you know? Right. We're trying to get Ken Anderson and Ken Riley into the Hall of Fame. If we can't even put them into our own ring of honor, then why in the hell are we going to Right. So Willie, next year, Willie is by, number one, and then it's somebody else, whoever, you know, whoever they, however many people they let us pick next year. But Willie for sure is getting in the ring of honor next year. And then it's up for granted. Then we actually can have a debate, which is actually what's so cool about the Ring of Honor. We actually can have a debate about it. Not not a debate like, I wish we had one. We have a Ring of Honor. We can debate who gets in. And I, I was wondering kind of how that was going to work. Obviously, you know, Paul Brown, Anthony Munoz. Yes. Automatic, of right. course. Um, but then, yeah, I, th- I think it should be Ken and Ken also. But then, you know, how many people do we get to put in next year? And how, how long does that go? Yeah, um, I don't because that that would determine my vote. You know, if this was right. a one-time thing, it's going to be a lot harder. But if if they're going to vote people in, you know, two people at a time for the next three years, that opens up the dialogue for you mm-hmm. know who deserves to be in before you know Chad Johnson or or whoever else. So that, right. that that's interesting. I I haven't seen anything on how that's going to go. You may know, but I I personally haven't. No, I, I I don't know. I haven't I haven't found out anything. I mean, if they go by what they did this year, it would be four then. Now I don't right. know if they let the fans vote for all four of them i mean that's the way i think it should be i mean like i said obviously paul brown and anthony Munoz, obviously they're going in so that was a no-brainer right there like you said yeah no. so so they do four again next year to me it's number one is willie anderson if ken riley and ken anderson get in the ring of honor this year number one is willie anderson then i mean i I think dave lapham should be up there for for his years of service with the Bengals and being mr bengal and stuff like that i think he's a good person to put it but then you got chad you got the younger generation who lots of there are lots of Bengals fans are Bengals fans because of chad johnson yeah i'm one of them i mean that's i i you know i'm 29 i think yeah i am 29 i gotta catch up sometimes but yeah so like <laughs> i came up like my wait, first you're, you wait, wait wait you're too young to forget how old you are i'm 46 so you, you, you got a ways to go <laughs> Go ahead, my man, my first jersey was an Achilles Smith jersey. Oh God, I had I so had one too. <laughs> that's the era that I came up in, and then you know Chad Johnson gets here, Palmer gets here, so things are and like that. That is the the really when my fanhood strengthened. You know, from a little kid that like oh like my dad's watching the Bengals, I watch the Bengals too. Right. That's you know that's the era that brought me up. So maybe I'm a little bit partial to that, but I love Willie what? Anderson too. Yeah, and it's cool that I, I saw Bengal Jim post it. Um, however many years consecutively you've had season tickets is mm-hmm. how many times your vote counts. So I think his yep. vote counted 27 20, times. 27, yeah, my, my counted twice. Cool. Yeah, my counted twice. I, I've had this will be a second year for, for season tickets for me. So, but hey, at least they get the vote. Now, I'll be, some people are like, you know, I wish they'd let the uh, f- fans who don't have season tickets get a vote. And I brought that up to uh, Jake Lisko yesterday from Locked on Bengals. And he said, yeah, it's a good point. He goes, but if you put it out there for everybody, then you got. S- it's for everybody. It's not just, yeah. you know, if it's on Twitter, if it's on the internet, then Squealers fans can vote. Ratbirds fans can vote. Clowns fans can vote. 
you know, so that's where I think it's kind of, yeah. And I also think they would kind of want to reward their loyal fan base. The guys like, like Jim, who's has season tickets for, you know, 27 years. So I, you know, I think it's kind of like that too, but it is, it, it it's going to be interesting what they do next year. If they're going to do four, if they're going to do six, if they're only going to do two and how they're going to do it. So I, I'm really interested to see how they're going to do it next year. I mean, which I mean, they might not even announce that till the off season next year. Cause they're probably just worried about trying to get this first year done. Yeah. And I, it depends. Cause you know, it, when I think ring of honor, I think I'm in Paul Brown stadium. It's that, that concrete kind of around the middle, you know, right. separating the other. And, and all that. So, right. how many names are you going to put on there? How many is going to fit? I mean, if TJ Hushmanzada gets in at some point, he's going to take up the whole visitor <laughs> sideline. Right. Like we're going to run out of space. So I need to know what their plans are for it. Exactly. I mean, we got we got seventeen nominees. I mean, like I, said, I, I my first real year of really remembering the Bengals is nineteen eighty one Super Bowl year, and that's when Chris Collinsworth rookie year, and he was he's been my favorite. Like my first favorite player was Chris Collinsworth because he was rookie of the year. And everybody was going nuts. That's when we started the Who Day chant and everything. So I always like Chris Collinsworth. And then you got, like I said, you got Willie, you got Jim Breach, who's the the all time scoring record or, or scoring leader for the Bengals. And you got Chad. And then everything's you got Bob Trumpy on here. And people don't know. I, me personally, I remember Bob Trumpy as the sports talk uh, show host on 700 WLW more than I remember him as a Bengal player. But if you right. look back at the, some of the footage and, and stuff that they were, doing with him he was one of the first real legitimate threats at tight end if you really go back and look so i mean you got to consider him too as well so there's lots of guys to consider i can't lie to you man i, I got beef with chris collinsworth what's that because uh, i got beef with chris collinsworth the, the way the way he uh he way he does uh the way he talks about the Bengals or whatever yeah yeah man when we <laughs> would get like a sunday night football game i felt like he was dragging us right and right I'm just, right I'm, I'm like man you played for us you know, he's got that, like, you know, I'm on my six scotch kind of voice. Like, look at these guys. They don't know what they're doing. I'm like, come on, bro. Give us a break. You played here. That's my beef with Chris. Yeah, there's lots of people that have a beef beef with him like that. And, I, I like, I understand that he does he does rag on sometimes. Also, sometimes I, I feel that it's two things. One, he's trying not to sound like a homer. Two, he gets frustrated with them. Well, that's, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Just, I, that's right. I think a lot of these just like, I want you to be better, damn it. <laughs> Saying that, I just realized now that I said it out loud on record, and it's not there's no going back. How much of a hypocrite I sound like because of how much I'll drag the Bengals right. on Twitter when they don't do what I think they should do. So right. I guess I guess I am a little bit of a hypocrite. For that. <laughs> That's right. We we are. It, it it happens. It happens. It happens. But did you see the uh, the Twitter uh, of a uh, video of uh, Joe Burrow working out at Black Sheep? That, they, that was the first thing they released yesterday. Yeah, he looked. His shoulders and arms do look big, man. I was kind of surprised. Well, they're saying. Well, he even said that he has has more strength in his hips, and his actually his throwing motion has gotten more re, more defined, and he feels like he has more velocity than he had before. So, because of his rehab, right? So, if he's throwing the ball even better, look out! Well, in the deep ball, we all know that's what's got to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people take note enough of how much it was improving right before he went down. He was about 50% over those last three or four games before he went down. So it was getting better. Um, Obviously the the strength and the shoulders and the arms, isn't going to be the main proponent of the deep ball. A lot of that's timing and all that stuff, but it's certainly going to help. But just to see that I I always seem to remember the guys that, that go down with the knee injury, that whole off season is just focused on rehab. 
right? right. They, yeah. they never seem to get bigger, faster, stronger because they're, mm. they're so worried about rehabbing. Right. He's found a way to at least look like he's gotten a lot right. stronger with his upper body while right. having his knee to 80, 85%, like he's saying. So it's, I don't, is this dude bionic or what's going on? <laughs> he's the bionic man. We build him faster, bigger, and stronger. But that's what he was saying, though. A lot, a lot of the development with his hips is also to excuse me, increase the muscles around his knee. That's the thing they have to do, too, is, is not only increase his his knee, but also the muscles around it. So hopefully right. this doesn't happen again. But when, in doing that, he, he was also able to work on his, his footwork and stuff. And, and uh, to me, that that's – if we can get an, an improved Joe Burrow, that's going to be unbelievable because I, I just – I'm very, very excited from what I heard from him today, what I got to see, and it's um, – dude, I'm ready to go. And that's the thing with with the the OTA reps that he's getting is that footwork that you're seeing him do. You know, he's not taking snaps off the ground yet. He's not taking mm-hmm. snaps from center. Right. Uh, Zach Taylor said nobody's yeah, within 10, 10 feet. feet of him. Right. So it's like, yeah. So, but but the footwork that he's doing when he's you know he's trotting and the, and he turns and he pops and he fires that stuff is important for his new knee. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, essentially a new knee. Yeah. You know, it's got to get used to those twitches. It's got to get used to that pressure, that quick on and off. You know, and I'm by no means a medical professional, but somebody <laughs> that I think was was talking about it. So that's where I take it. I wish I knew who it was. I give proper credit. But we, we things like, like that are important. Yeah, we just act like one on on, a, on our podcast here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I sit on my couch eating chips. Like, that guy's not hurt. Get up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll right. rub some dirt on it. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. What a loser. And I'm sitting here eating Doritos, you know. So. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Now, the other interesting thing Joe said, he said he wants to gain at least five or ten more pounds, and he says he, he has time time to do that. So, I mean, if he gets even – because I think he said he weighs about the same as he did last year. But, I mean, I guess like – toned out. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could, ha- you could have the same weight, but you're, it's more in muscle than, than, than mass and everything. Either way, he, he looks good. And I, I'm just – they asked him today if he was surprised – if he surprised himself. And Joe Burrow's like, no, <laughs> yeah, 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 I watch it. Yeah, no, yeah. well, that's kind of where I thought I'm gonna say. And he, and to me, that's not being arrogant or cocky. That's just being confident about yourself. Like this is where I planned on being. And he said it was hard because he. Well, what, well, one thing he said, and I didn't totally understand it, that he, you know, he has to push his knees to a certain point, but then he has to stop. He can't over push it. But then he said the trainer, this trainer he had. He said he couldn't push it enough. The the tra- I guess like the trainer's pushing him even more. He said it, it was it was all he could handle or something like that. It, it, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and that's good because I mean, let's be honest, man. The the Bengals don't have the best history in managing injuries. Um, right. I, I go to like to the Antonio Bryant signing that was just oh, a complete bust. Yes. I go to you know the Tyler Eifert injury that he got in the Pro Bowl that year, and they said he'd be fine, and then. You know, halfway through the season for him to come back, then it wasn't. It just seems like there's some sort of issue in the medical staff where who's clearing them or whatever. Now I know that uh, Atache is the guy that did Burrow's knee, and they're they're very they're very well connected. He said that in his interview too. He said he'll call me and check in. He'll answer the phone every time I call. Um, So I I think that's good. But we I'm always a little bit weary of of Bengal injury timelines because of just some some of the things I've seen in the past. I guess I get a little. Little shell shock. Well, yeah, you, we all, we always go back to, to our past. That's why we, we're people are still thinking we're a terrible organization. We have a whole decade of it in the nineties. But uh, one thing is is cool is uh, Zach said that Joe Mixon is full go. He's completely healthy and he he's ready to go. So uh, that that's good. Now DJ Reader, I think he was over on the sideline, so he's 
still not in. Well, I guess on he the was field. on the rehab field. Yeah, on the rehab. He wasn't. He wasn't practicing with everybody else. So he might be a little. I I think Hopkins was over there too. So those two. Hopefully, I think Reader. I, I think he'll be back by game one. I don't know about Hopkins. He's the one that because he injured his knee the last game of the year. So yeah, that's you either, yeah, that's gonna be hard to come back, especially as big as he is and the movement they got to do. You know, playing center, the up and down and side to side, and just the pressure that he has to put on his knee. So that brings us to how good is Frank Pollock going to be in getting Billy Price ready to be our game game one starter, possibly. That was Billy Price's best year, 2018, with Frank it was. Pollock. So, yes, it was. Um, and that's another thing that, that, that I've gotten a little bit of heat on the internet for, is people say, you know, Frank Pollock, Frank Pollock, Frank Pollock. I said, well, is he coming to play? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, the coaching can be good, but the players have to be good. Um, right. The, you know, and I saw a picture on Twitter today. It's got Penny Sewell at right tackle and Hank Ragnow at center for Detroit. Yeah, I, was like, I mean that that could have been us because we you know we wanted Ragnow. They they right. Detroit took him. We panicked and took Price, and Price, it hasn't right. really been all that good. Yeah, um, I, I think Price can be serviceable at center for a couple of games while Hopkins comes back. That's that's always got to be. Not, hopefully, yeah, I hope he's not the the long term center no. by any means. No, I don't um, think he's long term center because by any means because if he was, they would have picked up his fifth year option. I, I think this is this is it for him. Yeah, ten ten million dollar cap hit. I mean, they yeah. weren't picking that up. No, no, not for not for what he's provided, and he's been a, a bust. I mean, I hate to say it, but he's been a a total bust for us. And are but, you I mean, a Buckeye fan too? I'm more a Bearcat fan, but I, I I do root for the Buckeyes. My co-host Jeremy is a is a Buckeye fan. He's okay, a huge see, Buckeye. I fan. am not. That you I'm guys actually. Oh damn! I wish Jeremy was on here now. <laughs> so oh. I never had the Ohio like. There's this thing that I noticed maybe as an outsider, right? Uh, but when when e- the Browns too, when when Cleveland or Cincinnati signs an Ohio State Buckeye, it's like they're the savior of the franchise. Oh, yeah. like, like Braxton oh, yeah. Miller got picked up by Cleveland a couple years ago, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's gonna change!" Like, no, dude. There's like Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, <laughs> Rashard Higgins. There's all these guys. Like, he's not making that team. <laughs> so, I, I think I sometimes the Ohio State bias makes people not be able to see the forest because right. of the trees there. Right. But it's like. We just gotta let that go. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like Burrow said, he said this team is full of LSU players and Ohio State players. And he's played with a lot of them. Yeah. So, which is <laughs> it's all buddies. Yeah, which I mean, I, I kind of try to come up not for the, the Buckeyes, but for the LSU guys because there's more of them. Kind of like a nickname, like the the uh, what did I say the Bayou Cincy Cincy or Bayou Jungle Boys. The thing I was thing about calling them. So, I mean, just something silly like that because there is so many LSU guys. And the thing is, these LSU guys won a national championship there. Yeah. So they know how to win, and I, dude, I I love the the. Now we'll get to, get to the draft here. Let's do this report. The draft. We talked about you know you were a school guy. Are you okay with the picking of Jackson Carmen after they traded back and got all the guys they got? Or, or where, where's your thoughts on that? I didn't like it um, personally. Uh, you know, and in, in watching the draft, you know, I saw Kuiper had like I think a fourth round grade on him, third fourth right. round grade. Yeah, um, and. As I've started, I call it my, I've been on Twitter, I call it my positivity movement. <laughs> okay. Right? So that's what I've got to be on. So then I start looking at him like, wow, he's pretty damn big. Um, he did well blocking for Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, there's good size here. He looks like a, a, a physical presence. So I'm, I'm in now, but I have to be. 
Um, well, I personally wouldn't have traded back. I think the trade with New England was good. They picked up the extra fourth rounders for, mm -hmm. you know, didn't really lose much value. But I think that there were some other guys that they could have taken there. Um, trying to think of the one guy. I can't uh, even, Tra Travion, uh, or not, um, oh, Jeezel, the one I wanted. Um, oh, man, from uh, uh, not Oklahoma State. Anyway. Never mind. What's we'll there? Keep remember. Try to remember his name. But I know, I know who you're talking about. Quinn, Meyer, Quinn Miners guy too. I want Quinn yeah. Miners. Well, there was one guy there. I, I wanted them to get, and I, I cannot remember his name right now. Uh, what, um, I'm drawing a blank too. I, I overloaded yeah. myself with offensive linemen after that. Yeah, I know. I, I well, I had it all for the draft, and now we kind of gotten away from the draft. We're getting OTA, so that part of my brain is <laughs> kind of empty now. But yeah, there was a, a couple there. We could have got uh, Cosby or Crosby was there. They could have got him. But I'll put it to you this way. If they were going to take him, which I think that's who they had in mind to take because they were looking for a guard. And that's what I realized. They're looking for a guard. They weren't looking for a tackle. They're right. looking for a guard. So they traded back, got the guy that they wanted, and then they also added the, those two uh, fourth-round picks where we got Shelvin and we got Osai and we got uh, Sample. I mean, so with the picks we got, it also helped us let's be able to get uh, McPhee, the kicker, in the fifth round, which – I know people are like, oh, it's a kicker. I'm like, dude, he's going to be a weapon. So the whole thing in general, I like it. And the farther and farther, farther I got away from the draft, more and more I'm like, this this could be really good. But it's kind of like what Jake said yesterday on the show. We're really not going to know till three years down the road of how good this draft is. And that's the case with every draft. I think the draft makes more sense if you see Osai taken in the second and Carmen taken in the third. I think right. it would just make more sense for optics. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter all that much. Contract details and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but I, and one thing that I said when I was, you know, moving on from my my meltdown and my my my, my pessimism, M moving I, into your optimistic phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Positivity, positivity movement started. I said, hey, the guys that are making these decisions know a lot more than I do. Right. I can tweet what I want them to do all day long, but at the yep. end of the day. They get paid a lot more money than I get paid to do this. I don't get paid any money to do any of this. Right. Um, Neither do I. <laughs> they, I mean, they're they're in place to do it. They got the guys that they wanted. They put the team that they wanted together. Yep. And I have to trust them. As hard as it may be to trust the organization after some of the stuff that I've seen over the last, you know, 29, 30 years of my life, I have to because it's not yeah. like I'm I'm not turning in my stripes. I, no. I, I've threatened to quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we all have threatened to. From if you've been a, especially you've been a fan as long as I have, and you lived through the entire decade of the '90s. Yes, trust me. I, 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 I there's times I said I give up, but it's I always right up. after free agency. Uh, right after free agency, I'm well, like, I'm done with this team. It's over with. You know, they didn't do exactly what this random well, me hell, from Ohio that, said that they should do. I'm out, and then the draft yeah. rolls around. I'm like, well, all right, back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thing is. Last two years, they've actually done something in free agency. These last two years yeah. of free agency have been the most active in Bengals history. So, I mean, that's what gets you excited about what, what they've been doing. I mean, I get to be excited because I remember last year, they, they were starting to sign guys going, what? Like, yeah, what's going it, on here? What? Because, I mean, honestly, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, free agency, whatever. You know, something might sign some leftover, like A.J. Hawk or somebody like that at the end of, the, end of his career. Let's get to, the, get, get to the draft and worry about that. But the last two years, it's kind of like, all right. Let's see who's the list on the fridge. See what you know. What guy do we need? What position we need? All right, we might get that guy. We might get you know. And it's legit. We actually might get some of these guys. Right. So, but uh, I, I, I'm that's the the difference between the old Bengal way and, and the new Bengal way. And the the offensive line, I think they they also got another diamond in the rough in um Deontay Smith. 
I a think lot of people really like him. Yeah, I, I now I've never. I mean, I like I said, I'm a Bearcat fan, so I watched him play, but I never, I didn't know who he was. I didn't pay attention to him. I never heard of him. But the videos I've seen of him and when he was at the Senior Bowl, dude can move. He's he's got yeah. some pretty good feet, and he's and he's got the length and he's got the height. He's already put some weight on. I mean, next year, him and the Denon if we don't sign a reef, could be fighting out for that that tackle spot. And if you if Jackson Carmen is a, a beast at guard, just leave him there. And I, you know, I think this this could be, and I've said this, and this is me and my orange sunglasses. We could have potential five starters eventually out of this draft, I think. Yeah, they could. I think that you you're gonna have you have two guaranteed. I, I don't care how the lineups look today at the, at the start of OTAs. Carmen's going to start at guard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Either uh, Suofilo or Quentin Spain is gone before the regular season starts. I personally hope Quentin Spain stays. I'm a big Quentin Spain fan. I like Spain. Um, I like him a lot. Uh, especially now that Pox got him his natural position at left mm-hmm. guard. And um, they won't put him at tackle. <laughs> yeah, I think and I think he played well at right guard last year, too. I think he played um, well at everywhere they put him. I mean, not great, yeah. but well. Once he settled in, he was a mid-season right. COVID quarantine no, they, protocol. They, all that. they they signed him at the beginning of the week, and then he played <laughs> that same yeah. week. So I mean, and he played good, and they won that game too against Tennessee. Yeah, so I mean, I, that that would be my preference. But I think you're going to get at least that. I think Osai is going to see the field. Oh yeah, very quickly. I think. He, he, he could come into week one, the third pass rusher behind Hubbard and Hendrickson. Well, that's the thing. I, that's what I like is, is I'm not, you're, you're hard on Zach. I'm hard on Lou. I actually call Lou Armadillo. I don't, oh, I don't like Lou right. at either. I don't like yeah. Lou at all either. I, 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 I don't, I don't like his schemes. I mean, and I will gladly be wrong. I pray I'm wrong because I want, I want the Bengals to win. Oh, but, yeah. I want them to prove me wrong all the time. Yeah. But Please this, do. this team, this is the most talented team I think that Zach and Lou have had in the three years they've been there, especially on the pass rush. I mean, he's got five guys, probably four guys at least. He he can rotate in and out in the pass rush. Yeah, and I'm a big pass rush rotation guy. I've been saying that for years. You've got to have fresh legs and fresh mm-hmm. bodies. You can't have Hendrickson and Hubbard going out there 80 snaps a game, right. you know, or, or whatever the case is. Um, hopefully, it's not that many. Hopefully, the offense keeps right. keeps them off the field a bit. And I just, I hope Zach learns that it's okay to just turn around and hand the football off to Joe Mixon. Yeah, that, um, that that would be nice. Well, the thing is, hopefully, twelve million dollars got- a year, dude. He better kick. <laughs> well, hopefully, with his offensive line, we'll, we'll actually be able to hand it off to him, and he'll be able to make his first cut, you know, versus a linebacker, you know, in, in right. you know, beyond the line of scrimmage would be would be nice. And that, he, he's a he's a big Frank Pollock guy too. When he got brought back, they said oh, that he, he was yeah. the offensive line coach and the uh, the running right. game coordinator, yeah. and that was very exciting for Mixon. He had one of his better years back then too. So, yeah, um, I think he led the AFC in rushing. That year, yeah. So yeah, Jeff Anderson said here. Burrow said uh, they got the right guys here, and Pollock could be heard from the other side of the field. Trust him, good. Pollock. Yeah, I, 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 I like Pollock. I think, and, and I like the fact that Taylor Zach finally admitted, okay, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Jim Turner, his buddy, never garbage. had a business, any business having garbage. that job. Yeah. And finally, he was like, I messed up. Let's go mm-hmm. get the guy that worked back. And everybody's right. like, well, look what happened to the Jets. I don't hold Gase years against anybody. No, no. <laughs> anybody. No, not at all. Quarterbacks, anybody. Yeah. Nobody. Well, I'm also excited about the defensive line coach we got. He was he, he was uh, uh, the, 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 the defensive line coach for Jacksonville when they were Saxonville. Yeah. So that I'm hoping he can help Lou scheme a little bit because I we need to get pressure on the quarterback. And we got, we got Hilton, who's a cornerback. Who could actually blitz? He's one of the best blitzing yeah. cornerbacks in football. We got him. We got all these guys that we signed and we drafted, 
and then we got uh, uh, Big Daddy Bayou, and we got DJ Reader, and and uh, Obajobi, and all these guys in the middle. They got the talent to have a top fifteen defense, I think. Yeah, that's all we need. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the, realistically looking at growth from last year, um, and, and that's all. That's what you got to do. You know, they talk about you know the coverage and you know the, the, the Cleveland game comes on where Darius Phillips got burnt by DPJ. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that, that 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 sucks. But if you can have that quarterback flustered and actually get to him, it's going right. to do a lot more. And Ogan Joby, you got to use him as a true three technique. Yes, that's where he thrives. When yes. when his problems quote unquote started in Cleveland, that's when they try to take him off of that. So he needs to just be a true three technique and he's, he's inconsistent, but I've, I watch a lot of Browns games because like I said, my co-host is a, is a Browns fan. We watch right. a lot of football together. Right. I have five TVs in my living room. So I'm no, watching dude, all these I, games at once and all I, that. I, I, I need to be invited up to, up to your man cave. To, then yeah, come on. Dude. It's actually not even the man cave because the way my house is set up, it's my living room. Oh, I don't know how the woman I live with let me get away with that, but she is a saint and I love her for that. That that That's a good woman right there. I, I'm kicked down here to, I call it the, the ice cave. I'm down here in the basement. So, but that's okay. I, I like hang, hanging out down here. But uh, let's get into uh, some of the stuff that uh, just you watched Joe, uh, his press conference say you watched Zach. You got any highlights that you liked uh, that they, they said on there? I honestly didn't catch Zach's. Um, I stopped what I was doing to listen to Burroughs. I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, right. I think everybody yeah, did. I, I work from home, so I was working today, and I was like, yeah, that's just going to have to wait. Um, <laughs> but I, I like how he was, you know, not – showing that he was shocked that, you know, he was able to do what he did or that he's at where he's at, because I believe he just truly trusts his work. I think he, he believes in, in the process that he's doing. And, you know, he said that we've got the right guys here. Now, obviously he's not going to say that like, Oh, well, I think everything's okay. Everybody has garbage. (laughs) To a filo's a turd, you know, he's going to do that. Right. But, um, he seems bought in and he's bought in Zach too. You know, he, he, he backs Zach a lot. Yeah, they love each other. Probably because yeah. Zach lets him throw the ball 50 times a game. And he's like, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but he has to show that because it's, he's he's a different kind of guy, man. Like, even when Palmer was at the height of his game, like that 05 year he blew his knee out against Pittsburgh, he was the best quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, he was never the vocal or the, the like, I'm going to model what I do after him type of guy. And it seems like Burrow has that type of pool in the locker room to where – if he's if he's got his nose to the grindstone and he's working his right. ass off, excuse, excuse me. No, if yeah. he's uh, if he's focused, if he's bought in, if he believes in Zach, if he believes in the organization, if he believes in everything that's going on, other guys in the locker room are going to gravitate to that. So it's absolutely important. So I just think that, and it goes back to the day that he got hurt. I mean, he mm-hmm. blew his knee out. They said that his he talked to his parents and he was like talking about what they did well in the first half against Washington. <laughs> Right. And, and you know, he's talking about his knee. <laughs> his tweet was like, can't get rid of me that easy. See you right. next year. Yeah, so exactly. Like, his intentions back. were known. I, I right. said that in an article that I published last week. His art, his 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 intentions were known hours after the knee was blown. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that stuff's contagious, man. That's gonna that's gonna trickle down to the rookies. That's gonna trickle down to maybe the guy that's been there for a couple years and doesn't like how things have gone. Right. I think it can it can just fire the whole team up. So the highlight from that was just He's just locked in, and I, I guess we shouldn't have expected anything different. But I mean, that's a career-altering injury, man. It wasn't yeah. just the ACL. It wasn't yeah. just the MCL. It was the PCL. It was structural damage. It was all of this other stuff. So I'm like, 
I don't know how this guy's going to be. And we still don't know because at the end of the day, when nobody's within 10 feet from me and you're right. taking your snap from your coach and you're throwing to a wide open Jamar Chase, that's all well and good. How's he going to take a hit? Right. Um, I tend to believe that he probably wants his first hit. Right. Oh, yeah. He, he wants wanted to get, get hit last year. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, he wanted to get hit last year. In somewhere. He said, just let somebody you see where I got him. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> he but, got hit plenty of times after that. <laughs> you got to get that first one out of the way, I think, right. after this. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that first low hit. I remember Alex Smith coming back this year. Yes. And and getting hit low. And I was like, even I was like, Ugh, just because right. like it was so cool he's playing. Then he carried a guy on his back. So I mean it it's just gonna be a, a process, but for where we're at now, him throwing and like actual throwing drills, obviously slightly modified. Yeah. Uh day one of minicamp was, was it, it exceeded my expectations. It, it, yeah, sure. it's day one of minicamp and Joe Burrow is on the field throwing a football. Yeah, I, was, I don't I, I don't think it. anybody thought that would happen. I I, I you know I, and I'm I'm optimistic. I didn't think that was going to happen. So I mean, if that doesn't get you fired up to, to for the season, then I don't know what what will. And the thing is, like you said, um, he had a comment. I'm trying to find. It. I wrote it down here in in his, in his press conference where he said that uh, he needed to be on the field. You know, he needed to be be there for his teammates. And him, like you said, him showing the work ethic and everything that does trickle down to everybody else. So if he's in there grinding his, his ass off, then everybody else is going to be doing it. So. That yeah. is that. That's the to me. That's the culture change that Zach has been trying to get, and that comes with the character of the guys that they've drafted. Because last year's draft, damn near everybody they drafted was was a team captain. So yeah. th- this is this. I think we're this could be, and, and this is also the first somewhat normal off season that Zach Taylor has had because he came in late his first year, and last year was all COVID stuff. So now we're starting to get back to normal. So. He he was asked Zach was asked in his press conference, you know, what's the difference between, you know, 2019 and and this year because they're kind of similar off season. He goes, it's night and day. He says he's not, it's not even. He's like he's you know he's all in. He's ready to go. He knows everybody's name. He knows what they're doing. They have a plan. That he has talent. You know, so it, this is yeah. Everything's going in the right about, direction. He's not worried about finding a house or where he's going to send his kids to school or, right. or any of the not, stuff that came with that. Yeah. They, they don't have to wear wristbands and, to stay within 10 feet of each other and all that stuff now. No, unless Burrow's around. You're right. Unless um, Burrow's around. <laughs> then back up. I, I, I give him credit for the culture change. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm still not a believer. Um, and one of the bigger things is the one score games over the last yeah, couple got, of years. They got three out of the windows. Those are, Some of those are low. There's going to be a ton so of them. You, you have bad luck, but yeah, with a record like that, eventually there's a call or two or a challenge or two or something that you could have done differently in that game that may have swayed it the other way. Right. Um, so well, that goes back. That goes back to to, to Lou too. I mean, because yeah, I was bringing this up on Lou with the the, the Colts game. We had twenty one point game, twenty one point lead, and he played like prevent defense the rest of the time. It's like, yeah, and that what are you doing you from winning the game? Yeah, exactly. That, that's all, I'm like, get some pressure, step up on some guys. To, I mean, Philip Rivers had all day to throw the ball, and I don't, dude. I don't know how many times I saw it. And I was yelling at the TV. I'm like, he's going to throw it over the middle, and whoop, there's a tight end right over the middle. Yep, there's a wide receiver wide, right, wide open right over the middle. Yep, there's a running back wide open over the middle of the freaking field. I'm like, I looked at my I don't know why like, anybody plays prevent defense unless it's I, like dude, five minutes left in the game and you're right. up three scores. I would never doing it for. That. Joe Woods had that 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 um, that habit in Cleveland too. Like I've I've seen other guys do it, and, and then you got the polar opposite. You got like the Rob Ryan's of the world. They're going to run like a zero blitz on the last second play when you're only up two points, and then you know they score. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, it's just things like that that you have seen 
a lot of times where I think that Zach and Lou were in over their heads. Right. Um, I, I think that you're three, you know, you're going into year three now. You should have seen most of everything that you're going to come across in a regular season. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? I don't know what else there could be that they haven't seen. I mean, there has to be a big leap this year. And, yeah. And the best oh, part of be. the schedule is yes. tough, man. You got to start hot. Yeah. Oh, the thing is, though, I will arrogate get that, and you'll probably crack up laughing at my <laughs> my prediction. But um, never get up here. That I got us eleven and six, which I know. Yeah, that that's a big pipe dream. But let's just get to the beginning of the season. I really do think there's a very good chance that the Bengals could be four and zero, at least three and one, going into that Green Bay game. I mean, I think Minnesota is a winnable game. I think Chicago is a winnable game. The Squealers are awful. I got I got that as an L because it's in Pittsburgh. Jacksonville is a winnable game. So, I mean, if they get off to a 4-0, and 3-1 start, that's going to help because the end of the season is a gauntlet. I mean, you got yeah. Chargers, uh, Sucky Niners, Denver, Ratbirds, Chiefs, and then the Clowns. I mean, it's it, the, the end of it's a gauntlet. So that's why they, if they're going to have a any shot of having a winning season. They got to get off to a good start. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't do a schedule prediction this year. I usually do. I'm, I'm not doing a schedule prediction thing, but looking at it um, – yeah, I, I could see beating Minnesota. I could see beating Chicago. I'm never going to pick us to not beat Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of – I've said some pretty foul things about who I'd root for in this world other than Pittsburgh. Um, Jacksonville, yeah, you know, Trevor's going to be a rookie. Right. We, we don't know what he's got. Um, Green Bay with Rodgers, probably with you. Yeah. Um, um, Green Bay with Jordan Love, I think we'd be in it. Yeah, I think we'll, Detroit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Detroit, very winnable. I, I really want to beat Lamar, man. He has a oh, number. I, do too. I hate what, it. The thing is, that's why I'm hoping with with the Browns and, and the Ravens, with having these guys that we 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 got in the in the center now with with uh, Open Joby and and DJ Reader and 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 uh, Tyler Shelvin. Hopefully, we can stop the run because that's how the the Rappers and the Clowns beat us. It wasn't by throwing the ball; they ran it down our throat. Yeah, and and those guys can help you against a team like Cleveland. Um, cause you know, they're going to have a more traditional running style, but they have the best offensive line in the league graded last year for pass blocking and run blocking. Right. Um, but you know, they're, they're more of a traditional where they're going to run between the tackles type type team. The, the Ravens have this Lamar thing where you gotta, you gotta have somebody to spy them. So these safeties that they're playing, you know, they got the, they got the, the Sean Williams role to fill this year. Mm-hmm. Now that Sean Williams is gone, that that box safety that they're going to have to put a spy on Lamar. Well, they had, just, somebody was on my show saying they had Darius Phil the the first game against the Ratbirds. Lamar they kept him pretty much in check. It was the the three headed running run, three headed running back that got us, and they had Dar- Darius Phillips who was the one who was keeping Lamar in check, and that's how they handled him the first game. Second game it didn't work out as good, but I mean, also we were like really 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 injured then too. So I mean. Maybe they figured something out. Oh, yeah, just look at what, how teams play the uh, Ravens in the playoffs. Yeah, you make know? them throw. Yeah. Make them uh, throw. I, that's the thing. Is if we can get the the the, the Browns to, to rely on Baker Mayfield to beat us, we can win. If we get – I saw Baker piece us up that second half of that, that game last year, though, man. He's he's done yeah. it, too. Yeah, oh, he, he's done it. But I would rather take a chance on, on him doing it than, than that running game they got. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, there, you, you want to make most teams throw just, just because there's a much better chance of a, a poor outcome for them. You know, you run the ball, right. they're either going to score, they're going to get tackled, maybe they fumble. You know, they drop back to throw, you might get a sack, you might get a strip sack, you might get a pick. You know, there's there's a lot more things that, that go into it, unless it's Mahomes. I don't want Mahomes to throw any more than 
than absolutely dude, necessary. Dude, um, he, he almost uh, completed a touchdown in the Super Bowl when he was vertical. Dude, <laughs> was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I can't do it anymore, dude. Um, so, so, so there's there's stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we're in the AFC North. We're gonna have to run the football. People are getting on Twitter telling me that like running the football is outdated. I do not believe that. No, look at the Browns and the the Redbirds. No, they they run it all the time. Obviously, you want to have the weapons to answer a team like Kansas City because that's that's the cream of the crop in the AFC. You want the weapons to answer that, but I still think the foundation of the team can be started on running the ball, setting up play action. I think Burrow would benefit so much from the actual threat of a running game leading yep. into play action. Well, that's another thing that they might – I'm hoping that Zach will do at the beginning of the year to, to kind of ease Burrow into it. You know, let's lean on, on mixing a little bit. Let's establish the run and then hit them deep with with Chase and Higgins and Boyd yeah. and all that. That that's a good way, I think, to just get Burrow back into the saddle, get him, get the rust off, get him going. And and we got one of the best running backs in football. I mean, Joe Mixon, use him. You know, he has to play like it though. Like I said, with that twelve million dollar price tag, he needs to catch the ball out of the backfield more too. They well, need to you use know, him as a- I actually watched a, a video, a highlight video of Joe Burrow from last year. And I was surprised how many passes were in this highlight video, and they were to Joe Joe Mixon. He he, I mean, I he he didn't have a ton of them, but there were a lot of them in this video. I'm like, wow, Mixon actually really can catch the ball. <laughs> so yeah, you know, he definitely can. I think that people thought that that was a Gio Bernard thing, but Mixon's more than capable. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know replacing Gio Bernard. Um, is going to be a little bit tougher this year. I'm a Michigan guy, so I hope Chris Evans is the one that does it. Um, but that's going to lead to, I think, them having to lead on Mixon more so for that too. And, you know, to be a three-down back and and to to get better at pass protection. Um, I, I did see him decapitate Mike Hilton that one time on that Monday night game. That was good. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, um, hold, So hold. There's, there's promise there. I got something for you. That Hey, where where is it? I, let's see here. I chopped that. Oh, I didn't do it. One of my buddies chopped it up for me and, where is that at? I got that video. I know I got a video. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I can't find it. Let's keep talking. I'll find. I'll find it here in a second. <laughs> that, that, that's fair enough. But so I mean, there's there's that. So I I think that we we have all the tools there. It's, it's going to come down to the line for me though. Like, you know, I think Riley Reef is solid. I think he's a a band aid though. Um, oh, you know, definitely a band aid. He's yeah. on the wrong side of thirty. Um, yeah. You know, he's a he's a one two year band aid at the most. So oh yeah, that's two, two years is it, the yeah. guy. Is Carmen going to be the guy? I don't know. But this season, you know, going into this year, if the line protects and, and the guys that are going to be projected to start on the line now gave up a grand total of five sacks last season. Pretty good. Um, so, you know, that's solid. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So if they perform to that standard, there's no reason why we shouldn't take an enormous jump right. from what we saw. And I'm not saying, you know, I've, I've seen people that say, you know, we have a, a top 10 line right now on paper. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Give me a top 15 right. to 17 line and I'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I kept telling everybody. Like, we, don't, we don't need five penny souls. You know, we, we, we need be nice, but it'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but we just need five guys who can work together and play well together and just give Joe enough. Time and then here I I got the video. This is this is uh people and this is uh people who don't think uh mixing can block. Check this out. He he, rewound that like ten times. Yeah, he yeah he can block. (laughs) So so he he lit. I'm sure I'm sure uh, he 
uh, Mixon's uh, let uh, Hilton know, know about that or, or remember that block. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've brought it up today. Oh, I'm sure. sure they did. I'm sure they did. <laughs> like, hey, remember, remember that Monday Night Football game? Oh, no, you don't because I knocked your ass out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I see you, Kevin. Uh, Lena Mixon, healthy way guy here. He said, uh, not to bash Mixon, but he has not proven he can stay healthy. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, is hopefully, well, okay, I'll put this, this, I'll put you this way. Last year, and I feel the same way about this with, same with Jonah Williams. If we're in a playoff push, they would have played. You know, I, I, I think it, the season wasn't so bad. They just shut them down. So they didn't make whatever they hurt any worse or any of that stuff. That's so, true. I mean, yeah, that's where I'm kind of like, like yeah, they were injured, but they, they could have, they would have came back if it was, if it weren't, you know, four and 12, you know, so. Right. But yeah, I do I, agree. I, I do I mean, agree with that. Yeah, I, I do agree. Mixon does have to prove he can stay healthy. And the thing is, I'm excited to see him run behind an actual freaking line. And this is gonna be the best line he's had since he's been here. Yeah, absolutely. And the guy that orchestrated the the next best line uh, and running game that we had is back. So hopefully right. that those two go hand in hand. Um, but he does have to stay on the field. I mean, that's a that's a very good point. Well, that's the thing too is is he's gonna be on the field for for third down. So that's one, he's got to improve his pass blocking, but also he, I, I want to see him. Like I said I'm more interested. Although the pass blocking, I'm interested, in, but I want to see him catch. And you said this before on this, on this show, getting passes out of the backfield because he he's very he's got some very good hands. He got I think he's got underrated hands to be honest. I think he's better at catching the football than people actually realize. He definitely is, and and he'll put a move on the first guy a lot of the time. I mean, he's you you see him have flashes of of Le'Veon Bell of old type ability out of the backfield yeah um that i think that they need to definitely try to find a way to utilize more you know whether that's even just the safety valve where mm -hmm. if everything is covered up you know he's in the flat and burrow can dump it off to him and he can shake and bake and, and make something happen yeah. um but he's got to be on the field for it you know he's, yeah. he's got to play exactly Tyus wants to know if we heard anything about the offensive alignment from the redskins coming here that'll be uh morgan moses no i don't think they are going to it's sign him happen. yeah I, I honestly no. I think they should, I, but they won't. Yeah, I don't think it would, it would hurt. Uh, but the thing is, Jake said this yesterday, that Riley Reef has never actually played guard in the NFL. Right. So that's the one issue is like, okay, can he actually play guard? He's never done it. So if Morgan Moses is, is your tackle, you're kicking right Reef in the guard. Is Can he do it? But to be honest, I think the Bengals are honestly done getting starters if they sign anybody it's going to be for depth with them all four we, i want depth on this offense line because right of the injuries you know I, I don't want us to have to rely on michael jordan i don't want us to have to rely i know we're gonna have to prior rely on billy price but i'd rather not you know i right. maybe, maybe hilton from uh georgia will, will come out and maybe he'll he'll be priced out for the uh opening day starter who knows but that's where i'm hoping they they actually get more depth like uh they talk about eason from uh I think he's from Minnesota. He's a center slash guard. I talked about him before the draft of, of possibly signing him, but I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. I, the thing is, the money they have right now is probably slotted for trying to get uh, Jesse Bates and Hubbard signed. Is my opinion. I think that's what they're trying to do. If they get those two signed, then they can figure out what they have left over to to add onto the team. Jesse Bates has to be priority number one. He's the oh, best hell yeah. in the league. He's oh, the best safety yeah. in the league. I don't uh -huh. want to hear anything about the Honey Badger. I don't want to hear Jamal Adams. I don't. Want, Jesse Bates is the best safety in the league. You I will die on that hill. You tweeted that out the other day, didn't you? I tweet that out like twice a day. 
<laughs> I'm a Jesse Bates guy, man. Uh, Chris says uh, Jackson Carmen is a beast in the run games. He looks like he looks to pun- looks to punish someone. He does, and I've I've seen that. I think the Jackson Carmen story is cool. He's from Fairfield. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, there's a there's a Pee Wee football league that I coach in here in the Dayton area called the the Western Ohio Junior Football Conference, the WJFC. Jackson Carmen actually used to play there ah. um, for a team that that we go up against a couple of times a year in Meadowdale. So I think it's awesome to see a kid that, that goes from there to, to Fairfield to come play for his hometown team. That's great. And, and I've seen plenty of videos where, yeah, man, he's going to get down the field. He's going to get out in front of people and he's going to try to crush the guy that's, that's, that's trying to get the ball carrier. So there's a lot of good qualities there. I just wouldn't have been my pick, but <laughs> once they get drafted and they put on strike, the, they're, they're yeah, that's yeah. I, yeah, that's what they did. I'm with them. That's my team. So, all right, let's, let's roll with it. Well, I think yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, it's just no, it's just no fun to be miserable. Right. You consider, yeah, I've never understood that. Why? Like, oh, well, they should have done this. Like, I'm gonna bitch about it all year. For what? It just makes Yeah, I you- just learned that like a month ago. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm getting there, man. <laughs> all right, Adam says if anything, Moss can be kicked to guard. Reef has doubled his production in recent years. I don't know if Moss has played guard. I mean, just because they play tackle doesn't mean they can play guard. I mean, Fred Johnson is a great example of that. So, well, when you look at Reef kicking him into guard, that's typically a move. You usually see guys that are playing tackle start at guard early, yeah, kind of like right. what Carmen's done, what Andrew Whitworth did. Yep, they go out to tackle, and then they they'll go back into guard to try to extend their their career a little bit. Right, Reef is you know thirty two, I believe. Um, Moses is a little bit younger, so I could see the the idea of having Moses at tackle because he's going to give you more years there if right. you plan on keeping right, Reef around at guard. Right. Um, but I, it, it's six to one, half a dozen, half a dozen to the other. If neither yeah. one of them have played there, you're running a risk. I think Reef would do just fine at guard personally. Uh, yeah, he, but yeah, that's he, just he my might do. Yeah, he, he. I, I mean, I, I before them trying and see what happens. But I mean, my gut tells me they're not going to. I just, I don't right. think. I, I think, I think they are to the point with their offense line where they were last year when we were all banging the drum saying Bobby Hart sucks, Bobby Hart sucks, and they're like, no, he doesn't. He's great. I'm like, uh, you know. So I think hey, Bobby that, Hart. Go ahead. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry. That no, was my ahead, thing. Every time we did our podcast on Locker Room Talk Uncut, or I've just tweeted out or put it on Facebook, I love to say fire Bobby Hart into the sun or send Bobby Hart to Zimbabwe or <laughs> some random country. I, that was always my thing. It was like send Bobby Hart to Uzbekistan. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why because Bobby Hart was great. Just check this video out. Even with his shoulders, like, <laughs> like hello, my name is Bobby. There's our quarterback right God. there. Would you, would you please go sack him? <laughs> I did something like that in, in eighth grade football. We're watching film, and my coach was like, "Garrison gave him the lookout block." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, he turned his head and yelled, look out. Look out. Like, <laughs> right, exactly.' Yeah, I guess that's probably that's what Bobby it. did. Yeah. Look out, Joe, he's coming. Bobby gave you the lookout block. <laughs> uh, all right, it's about oh, geez, it's six twenty-eight, man. I don't think we should. Roll on out of here, but dude, I appreciate you coming on. You should definitely do this again sometime. This was a lot of fun talking to you. We could, I could sit and talk to you for another hour, probably about football. Yeah, I could talk football all day, man. I'm trying to become like a Bengals Twitter personality, you know, trying to uh, trying to engage with people, have some fun with it. So um, it's yeah. it's been a fun ride. I appreciate you uh, you having me on. No problem. I don't know if I'm, I'm a Twitter personality yet. So somebody I've gotten tagged a couple of different things with Captain Obvious and. And Sands and a couple other guys that I'm like, and Bangalore, and I'm like, wow, maybe I, maybe I am getting into the uh, Bengal Twitterverse, but we'll see. But yeah, I got a uh, follow from Goodberry. I was like, I'm doing something. 
Oh, dude, I screwed up yesterday. I had Jake on from Locked On Bengals, and I did my little intro like I usually do, and I I hit Joe Goodberry's one. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, oh, man. My man, again, my man, Jake, sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, tell well, yeah, everybody where they can fun, man. I was like, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, follow your, your articles at and everything. Yeah, so uh, Twitter at Drew underscore LRT. Uh, that's my Instagram name as well. Uh, our podcast is kind of a general sports co- podcast. It's on Twitter at LRT Uncut, um, adults only, or, or you know, <laughs> kids with cool parents. I don't know what you guys do. Um, and then um, last word on NFL is uh, is where you'll find the articles and everything that I'm dropping that I'm kind of getting used to. Uh, you can tell me I suck. It's totally cool. Oh, you totally uh, suck. So. Yeah, that's all right, man. No, no big deal. That, that, I'll take constructive criticism. I want to get better. Um, there you go. And then yeah, so I'm I'm on there talking my junk most days, all day. So uh, I, anybody that that wants to come in and, and debate or support me or anything like that, please please do. But don't uh, don't make fun of like my hair or anything because this mullet didn't come overnight. Um, oh, I like that. I like that. I, I worked hard on that, so that that's the only thing that's off limits for me. <laughs> I, I I grew one about two years ago, and then it got really hot, and I said, "Screw it, cut it off." I'll probably never do, do it again. Yeah, I, I cut the grass earlier; it was kind of tough. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit hot here in, in Ohio, but Drew, man, I appreciate it. We'll definitely do this again sometime. I yeah, maybe uh, during Bengal season or right before the uh, training camp or something. I'll, I'll hit you up, and we'll we'll get you back on here for sure, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, brother, take it easy. Who day? Who day? All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That was cool to check out. Drew, go check him out. Uh, like he said, last word uh, in the NFL and at his Twitter handle. He's a good follow. He's trying to become more optimistic, so that's good. Maybe I'm maybe I'm rubbing off on people. <laughs> Who knows? All right, let's get to the uh, Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of you guys, as always. It is Hootay Nation, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. You can also follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and the handle at Twitter is Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. Or you can just type in Sports Strawberry Ice. It'll pop up. I'm on Instagram. Also on TikTok. You can follow me there. Uh, like I said, Sports Strawberry Ice. The handle is Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight and put it on the podcast so you guys can check it out if you don't have time to Watch us for an hour ramble on. You can listen to us. I'm on Bean Pod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. YouTubers, like I said, we are at 100, or excuse me, 1,119. That is awesome. And I said, we get to 10,000, which I know somebody here is like, wow, let's get to 5,000 first. Dude, I'm going for the moon. Let's go. If, if I'm going to buy a jersey and give it away, I want 10,000. I'll take 5,000 too. But let's get to let's, let's tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell us sports strawberry ice, and let's get this thing going. And just last but not least, don't forget about J- Bengal Gyms, Jungle to the Hall. It's very important. Bengals fans go to this and support uh, our Bengals, and we gotta get our voices heard about getting our our players into the Hall of Fame. It needs to happen. So hopefully, Jeremy will be on the show tomorrow. We'll see what happens. And as Jeremy would in the show, ready, everybody, all together. Remember one thing. And one thing only, that is, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Hootay, and that's your sports, baby. See ya!